BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Charles drives and dunks. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are back at the Marriott Center. It's been a while. They're hosting the Illinois State Redbirds. BYU comes into tonight's matchup having won three games in a row. The most recent game was last Saturday night in Logan against Utah State. Cougars beat the Aggies at the Spectrum 75-66. to The first half did not go well for BYU from a shooting perspective. Despite leading by four after 20 minutes, BYU did bounce back, though, from the floor in the second half, led by Yoli Childs and McKay Cannon, 17 points apiece. Elijah Bryant finished with 15. T.J. Hawes had 10. The victory moved BYU's overall record to 6-2 and two to start the year. Also, 3-0 and oh in true road games. It's definitely been a positive uh, start to the 2017-2018 BYU basketball season. Now, tonight's opponent, Illinois State, comes to Provo for the first time ever between these two teams. The Redbirds are 4-4 four and four on the season. They hail from normal Illinois, just in case you were wondering. They play in the Missouri Valley Conference. The Redbirds score 73 a game, the problem is they also give up 73 a game. Maybe that's why they're 4-4. Four and four. Now, it actually has more to do with that. They've actually played a very difficult schedule to this point. They have three players averaging double figures in scoring, led by Keyshawn Evans, 20. Phil Fain scores 16. And Malik Yarborough averages 13 points. Coach Rose talked yesterday about how this team thrives in transition, and that will certainly be a key for BYU to slow that aspect down of Illinois State's game tonight. Should be an interesting one is BYU hasn't been at home for quite a while. Finally, back at the Marriott Center in front of the home fans. Now, tonight's player interview is with freshman guard Ryland Bergerson. Ryland is BYU's only freshman. He's played in five of the Cougars' eight games. He's averaged just a point, and while there haven't been a ton of opportunities yet with minutes, he's a guy that can certainly cause real problems due to his length. He's going to be a real nice player for this team. I talked with Ryland about the season, college life, and yes, taking out the trash. Here's our conversation. Eight, nine games in now to your college basketball career. How have things gone for you? They've been really good. Um, I've enjoyed my time here and I like all the guys. The games are fun. It's, it's been pretty wild though to kind of experience this and really play my first college games. It's pretty crazy. What's been the biggest adjustment going from high school to college? I think it's the physicality mostly, like everyone's bigger and stronger and faster and, you know, in high school, where I went in high school, we're just playing, I'm playing guys that are my size, maybe smaller, so now it's just, I think the physicality is the biggest difference. So what's been the biggest adjustment? Has it been the athletic side of college or the college life of college? Um, it's close. It's it's probably both, honestly. It, it is. It's a whole different life. It really is. From high school, you just got to plan your stuff out yourself a lot a lot better, and, and the game has changed a lot more. I think it's both. I don't really know. Refresh my memory. You're you're rooming with Yoli, and, and remind me who else? Evan. Evan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so explain to me what 
when basketball's done, it's you, it's Evan, it's Yoli. You're just kicking back at the uh, at the apartment. What is going on with you guys? Um, not a, not a whole lot. We're we're doing homework. We're playing 2K. We're just talking, listening to music. We don't we don't really do a whole lot. We just kind of hang out and just talk. We're it's fun to be around them though. I really enjoy them. Is it a clean apartment? Would your parents be happy with the cleanliness of the apartment? Um, I'm not sure oh, about that. Yeah, you're, you're pausing <laughs> we, way too much on that. <laughs> we, uh, we, we try to keep it clean, but it, it doesn't last very long, I'm not going to lie. So who has to take out the trash? When, when it's been sitting there a while, who's the one that says, fine, I will take it out? I think it rotates, actually. I think we do a good job. It'll, it'll get pretty, pretty full, though, and then I think one of us will just finally just, okay, I guess i got to take it out now. Is that who you hang out with most on the team, or is your roommates, or who else do you hang out with when you're away from basketball? Yeah, I would say those are definitely the people I hang out with the most. We're, we're together all the time because we live together, and then we get shots up together, playing video games together. I'd say those are the two I hang out with the most. I'm curious, from your perspective, what do you think has led to such a good start to the season for you guys? I think it's just the work that we put in in the summer and before the season started, right before the season. I think we just have really made defense a huge key and we've done well defensively and then we're just moving the ball offensively and I think we're just doing well on both sides. I think it's the work that we put in earlier in the year though that's really helped us out. You know the defense, I mean it is noticeable just how active you guys are on defense and I mean as you kind of mentioned it's kind of a mindset. You have to go in with that mindset that I'm going to play good defense, right? Yeah, for sure. You have to. You have to come in and think, okay, I'm going to get a stop right here. You have to think, I'm not worrying about offense. I can, If I'm taking a break anywhere, it's going to be on offense. I'm playing defense hard, and I'm, I'm working as hard as I can on defense. So what about with the minutes that you've received so far this year? How has it been for you on the court? Uh, it's been good. I, I love being on the court and being on the bench. I love being everywhere, just experiencing it and helping the best way I can with the team. I think it's it's been a great experience. So I am just keep getting more and more comfortable the more. More, more I get to play. One of the things that still stands out to me, it's in the back of my mind, I, at Barclays Center against UMass, I think it was just sheer that knocked the ball loose. And there was a ball that was just kind of sitting there right in front of you, nobody between you and the basket. And I will never forget the look on your face. Your eyes got huge. when You re- you know what play I'm talking yeah, about? Uh-huh. I, I will never forget the look on your face like you saw there was nobody between you and the basket. Yeah, I definitely remember that. I went and grabbed the ball, and I really wanted to go and finish <laughs> that one. I did, but I, the defenders got back, so I had to pull it out. But, yeah, I was, I was. it was great to be in that moment, being there late in the game. and kind of make some plays. That UMass game seems to have been something that triggered something in you guys because you guys have played differently uh, since then. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I think so. I think the first half of the UMass game, we were not very good and we kind of struggled. And I think the second half, we really turned on and I think we kind of realized how good we can be because the second half, we came back and did really well. And I think we just realized that, oh, we can we can be this good every game. And I think we really have. You guys have been gone for a while. It's probably nice to be able to have this game against Illinois State at the Marriott Center. It definitely is, yeah. Nice to be in our own gym, especially after being at Utah State with those crazy fans. <laughs> what have the coaches been talking to you specifically about this game on Wednesday night? I think just to worry about the players as individuals. They said that they're a really skilled team. They like top 60 in the RPI, I think, and they just, they they are. They won, they tied for the conference last year, probably going to win it this year. They're just a really good team, and we need to be ready to guard them individually. All right, Ryland, great stuff. Appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you.
All right, that's BYU basketball's lone freshman, Rylan Bergeson. Coming up next, we're going to head next door to the Marriott Center. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Counting you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 75-66, a Zuck attack in Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. After 17 weeks, no, just kidding, it's only been a couple weeks, BYU back at the Marriott Center. They've been on the road for quite a while. It's nice to be back at the Marriott Center. That's where we're going to head next. It's our courtside conversation. Mark Durant joining me here on Cougar Pregame Live. Hi, Mark. How are you? Jason, I'm doing fantastic. Well, and I would imagine uh, it was a pretty fantastic feeling to see BYU do what they did, and especially in that second half at Utah State after a a slow start. Now, they still had the lead at halftime, but the shooting was certainly not there, and they were not playing at the level they would like to. Second half was a completely different beast. That was a really good win for BYU on the road, a place that they've had success with in true road games this year. What did that win against the Aggies last week and tell you about this team? Told me a lot. I mean, I was uh, really pleased. Uh, all, all last week, the UVU game and Utah State, that that had me very worried uh, since the games we called. I mean, there were some good things about the games we called, but they're struggling shooting. And and uh, obviously it was a thrilling comeback against UMass, but uh, there, there were some issues that I saw on that Brooklyn trip with you, Jason. And I, I was worried going on the road and those – you know, hot environments with the fans and uh, and the, the in-state games, you know, they, they're coming after you. Would BYU be ready? Could BYU handle that kind of pressure and being on the road like that? And it's just an emphatic yes that they can. I know the Utah State game, they started out shooting poorly, but that's kind of going to be the way with this team. They're going to have good shooting nights and bad shooting nights. And uh, but the thing that they can do consistently, I think, is is really have a good attitude and come in and play good defense and play with poise, don't turn the ball over a whole lot, um, uh, attacking mindset, not get phased by tough environments. And uh, that, that really, really pleased me. That There's all kinds of different ways you can win on the road, but every one of those ways requires a certain kind of effort, and it's, it's very difficult. You need to to be able to step up and, and play the right way and, and play with this requisite effort to win road games. And BYU did that. And even though they were shooting poorly, they were playing hard and they were playing good defense and staying in the game. That's all That's all you can do sometimes, just try and give yourself a chance. You know, some nights you're going to shoot poorly, but just give yourself a chance. And BYU did that. And then the, then the shots started going in the second half. And we've seen a, a BYU team that, when they combine that defense with shots that start falling, they're pretty hard to beat. So uh, I think this team has a certain special something uh, in their ability to go on the road and get wins, and, and that uh, is what separates good teams from very good teams. And the BYU right now is playing very, very good basketball, and I hope it can continue here in the Marriott Center and up at uh, Vivint uh, next, this, this weekend. Staying with the shooting topic, for the season, BYU shooting 46% from the field. And as you and I discussed, there are stretches where they struggle shooting the basketball. Positive note, though, is that they've still been able to win for the most part. With that said, where do you want to see this BYU team at in relation to shooting percentage? Well, I think they do a good job inside the arc. I mean, it's it, it's uh, Jason, it's all about the three-point shot. College mm-hmm. basketball, you got to make the threes, and... 
and it, you're just not going to be too successful. Maybe you'll, you know, because of your defense, you'll win some games when you don't shoot well from the three. But over the long haul, you have to shoot the ball well from the three. The thing that encouraged me about BYU is that I think some of their best shooters are are, are not shooting. I mean, I mean, it's not like we've seen what they can do in the past. We know they're better than what they're doing. Like T.J. Haas, for one, we know he's a better shooter. It's just a matter of time before he gets it going again. And Zach Selyus, uh I think, can shoot better and, and be more prolific from the three, and he'll get some confidence. So I think uh, uh, Elijah Bryant's probably about where he's going to be. And then you throw in McKay Cannon coming in. Looks like he can shoot it. So I think... I'm not overly concerned with the three-point shooting, even though they've had some tough nights uh, on our games in Brooklyn in the first half against Utah State. Uh, I'd like to see him be just a little bit more consistent. It's either great or terrible right now. Just just <laughs> give me average. You know, That's all I want is average. And I think with the defense BYU plays, if they can shoot an average three-point percentage number, uh, they're going to win most of the games. I'm glad you brought up McKay. Is this another good performance against Utah State? He was tied with Yoli for the team lead in points scored at 17. Mark, are we at the point where we're now expecting this out of McKay? Sure, why not, man? <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, until he does something different, I'm going to expect that he does amazing things because uh, so far so good in that regard. And the thing I like about McKay, now he's probably going to miss shots here and there and do some, some things, but I just love his attitude. He's just a ferocious competitor. You can just see it. Some guys you just know looking at them play the way they play. They're winners. They, they're not afraid of anything. Uh, they've got a certain swagger and attitude and, uh, and leadership. And more than the scoring or anything else, uh, I think he brings that to the team, a real leadership on a team that's kind of younger. And he's played a couple years. and uh, It just seems to be just a tough son of a gun, you know. And I I love that about him. And when you have guys like that on your team, you you can go on the road at Utah State and look, you'll go right in the teeth of that crowd and just kind of smile and say, yeah, bring it on. I I got everything you want. you know, quiet the crowd, and I, I mean, I love that kind of stuff, and he seems to be one of those types of guys, and it's infectious, and uh, I, I think regardless of, uh, you know, he'll have his ups and downs playing as far as shooting and other things, but if he can bring that leadership and, and that kind of attitude to this team, I think that'll go a long way. Let's talk about this Illinois State team coming in tonight. One thing they can certainly do is score. Coach Rose talked yesterday uh, when addressing the media, just talking about how good they are in transition. That's something uh, that BYU is going to have to pay very close attention to. They are not great defensively. They also get out-rebounded by their opponents by 12. That certainly should be an area where BYU would have an advantage in terms of the rebounding. What are your overall thoughts on this matchup tonight? Well, they've got Evans. He's uh, Keyshawn Evans, and he's a prolific three-point shooter, a good three-point shooter. He shoots 51%, and he shoots a ton of them. And BYU, when they're set in their defense, does a pretty good job guarding the three. Whether where they're not as good as in transition, not talking and, and picking up guys soon enough. So you see other teams getting shots in transition from the three-point line. That's where they've kind of been hurt. So immediately when uh, – Illinois State gets the ball. You you got to be talking and and especially identify where Keyshawn Evans is coming in transition. Not let him getting any early looks and uh, he's going to have to shoot well from three and shoot a lot of threes for for Illinois State to have a win tonight. They're they're a team that they're not going to rebound much. They're going to get back on defense. They're going to shoot it and send everybody back. So they they're, they have a terrible rebounding number. So I, yeah, you'd look for BYU to 
really take advantage there. But uh, it's it's going to be about really, Jason, in this game, if, if Illinois State shoots a good three-point percentage number and they shoot a lot of them, it's going to be a, it's a tough night for BYU. But if BYU can continue to contest and take away the three and limit the number of threes and uh, then limit the percentage of those shots that they do take, yeah, I mean, BYU's going to win this game at home with what they've been doing, but it's always dangerous when you play a three-point shooting team with a really good three-point shooter. One guy, if he can get warmed up, I've had it happen to me. If one guy can get warmed up, he can win the game for the other team. And he, the, Evans is one of those types of guys, and uh, and Phil Fain is a very good, big 6'9 kid, and he's most guys are double-figure scores every night, and so they've got a good one-two punch, which makes them dangerous. It has been a while since BYU has played on the Marriott Center floor. When you've been gone, and, and it's not like they've not been in, at home and in pro. They've obviously been around. But it's been a while since they played on that floor. When you've been gone for that many games and then come back, is, is there a sort of a, a readjustment, or am I blowing that completely out of proportion? Well, obviously, the more you play on a floor, the more familiar you are and you're just, you feel comfortable. And BYU, I mean, it's been – it's always tough, but it's been better for them because they have the new facility, the practice facility. So they're not having to find a gym in the Richards Building or the Smithfield House or or the Fifth Ward or wherever they have to go. They can come to your house, I'm <laughs> sure, if they ever needed it. Come on over. We got a nice court out in front. But, uh, you know, I so I think that concern – is lesser now than it is than it has been but uh you know it's weird i i always found it harder to play at home than i did on the road because at home jason everybody wanted me to do good and that put more pressure on me and uh, on the road they hated me and wanted me to fail and it kind of gave me some fire and uh so it's kind of a weird dynamic i think you saw that at uvu uh the year before they come in here and chip on their shoulder nobody expected anything from them and they played free and easy and beat BYU but when they had that jam-packed gym all cheering for them you know it puts some pressure on guys to to play well and then when you don't play well and you're like oh man we're disappointing our fans we got to and so you try and it just it's sometimes can be harder anyway all that said is I don't think I think BYU's glad to be back. All, all of those things considered, you want to play at home. I mean, there's no, no question about that. But uh, BYU's glad to be back, and, and I think it's going to be a nice uh, night for them to feel comfortable and continue to play good basketball. All right, last thing for you, Mark, before I let you go. Based off of the way BYU is playing, and they are certainly playing well, they're winning games, based off of the way that this team is playing coming into this game tonight what do you and i'm not asking wins or loss i'm i'm just talking about in terms of how do you expect them to play tonight i expect them to play well uh, i think they're going to play good defense and i hope that's a hallmark of this team a consistent 40 minute defensive effort every night and uh, and i expect them to shoot the ball really well from the three point line i think tj's due to come out of his funk and uh, is going to really help the team. And McKay will continue to progress and be a help to the team. And Jashir has been playing really good. So I expect a really nice night tonight. You need to continue to progress because Weber State's good. You got them on the weekend. Then you got Utah on this floor next week. And that's a big game. So you need to keep getting better and better in order to be able to compete in those games. Mark, my man, I enjoy our conversations immensely. Thanks for the time. And we'll hear you with Greg coming up in a few minutes. Thanks, Jason. See you later. 
All right, that's Mark Duran, our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center, site of tonight's BYU-Illinois State basketball game. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college basketball. It's coming up next. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Welcome back in. Getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the Redbirds of Illinois State. We'll get you to Greg Rubel coming up in just a few minutes. Let's update you on some other action going on in college basketball. Actually, before we get to the top 25, uh, just a couple of hours ago, in fact, it uh, it was a final as of about 90 minutes ago. BYU women's basketball was at were at the Marriott Center. They were hosting Utah State. And unfortunately, things did not go well for BYU. The Aggies upset the Cougars 76-69, the final score. Cassie DeVagere leading BYU with 23 points. Freshman Paisley Johnson with 14. The loss moves BYU's overall record to 3-5. and five. They are back at home. It's another doubleheader situation coming up on Saturday. The BYU women's team will be at home hosting Utah on Saturday in the afternoon. And then obviously BYU and Weber State. Uh, in the evening, however, that game will be at Vivint Smart Home Arena, the home of the Utah Jazz. But a tough loss for BYU. They'll look to bounce back on Saturday at home against the University of Utah. Top 25 action games going on right now. Number 11, North Carolina leading Western Carolina, 82-45. to Number 13, Xavier on top of Kent State, 67-38. to Florida right now trailing by 10 at home. Loyola Chicago with a 10-point lead at 27-17 over the fifth-ranked. Gators, and then coming up in about 35 minutes, Washington traveling to Lawrence to take on number two, Kansas. All right, that's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we'll send you to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans, and welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, as tonight the BYU Cougars seek to extend a three-game win streak in their first home game after 15 days away. It's the Cougars hosting Illinois State in a first-ever meeting between these two programs, which combined to win 50 games last season as both teams ended their seasons in the NIT. This is Greg Rubel, joined courtside by former Cougar hoopster and revered Ironman, Mark Durant, uh, since BYU last played a game here, uh, they've played four straight games away from home. You did two of them in New York and then two more back in state. And after that shaky start in losing to Bama in Brooklyn, Mark, uh, the Cougars have bounced back to win three straight, and they really show a ton of toughness in the process. Yeah, I mean, you'll remember, Greg, in that second game against UMass late in the game, I was texting you, know, like, what is going on here? You were <laughs> off in Hawaii sitting on the beach somewhere, but... I- as I, I, it was so frustrating because I thought they were playing hard but just wasn't coming together. And I think that last five minutes, because they were done. I mean, UMass hit a three. They're down ten with four and a half minutes to go. They, they were done. It was over. There was no reason to think they would come back to win that game. But they found something, and they were able to win it. And the way they won it, I, I think, was just a, a, the spurt that they needed. And 
the, the, sh- the shot of confidence that they needed. That, yeah, we can win games. We can play tough, and we can make the shots when we need to do it. And then you go this past week on the road against two tough places. Just that, that feeling, I think, is continuing to grow. So we might look back, Greg, at the end of this year, that last five minutes of the UMass game, and that, that was really when it kind of turned around for this team. And then then you throw in McKay Cannon with the, the – the, the uh, what he brings to the team and, and the boost he gives to the team. And it's just a really good feeling right now. It's a good team tonight they'll play, but I expect BYU to continue to play better and better, and, and I'm optimistic about this team. All right, coming up next, we'll hear from BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Flood score again. Just here, Harvey. That was pretty. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. All right, so we are back inside the Marriott Center for BYU and Illinois State. The Cougars and the Redbirds in the first game of a two-game series that will conclude next season at Redbird Arena in Illinois. I spoke with Coach Rose a short time ago here in his Marriott Center dwellings about facing one of the best teams the Missouri Valley Conference has to offer. It's a really uh, balanced team. I mean, their guards are, are uh, um, you know, probably the the key to their to their team. But uh, they they got an inside scoring and Yarborough and uh, you know Fain are both you know really talented uh, post guys. So uh, and then you know what they really do is they change things up, and and that's that's something that uh, you know we're gonna have to be aware of. But it's a it's a good team, and we're looking forward to a good matchup here tonight. They shoot a lot of threes. Yeah, and they make a lot of threes. <laughs> I think they, 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 uh, lo- there's a lot of teams that shoot a lot of threes, but this team makes them making and ten uh, game, yeah. making ten a game, and that's um, you know, that's pretty good. I, I think that um, you know that that's going to be a real key in this game because you have to guard you know their slots, that their, their drives, the pick and roll, but then you also have to be able to get out and, and get those shooters, and uh, you know they can all make them. Yarborough, Tinsley, Williams, Evans are all guys who can. Uh, who can make them? They bring two shooters in off the bench. That basically their scouting report, you know, number one thing is that they're they're three point shooters. So he's he's built this team to uh, to get out and run. They play a lot in transition, and uh, and and then you know get 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 a lot of shots up. It's Evans' first year as a starter. He looks like he's been doing this a long time. Yeah, he's. I mean, he is such a uh, versatile guy. I mean, he can. He can take it, you know, off the bounce and shoot little floaters, mid-range jump shots, get to the rim and finish, get fouled, get to the free throw line, and then he's, uh, you know, he makes four threes a game. So on, on average, that's that's a pretty big number, you know, and so, and he shoots a good percentage from three. So I, I think that uh, it's it, it's the well, we kind of, you know, he, he's the uh, the guy that makes this thing go. He's the engine of this thing, and. And uh, we're going to have to do a really good job. And we, we've seen that over and over with kind of our scouts uh, that we put together, that, that there's really good point guards almost on every team. I mean, that's if you're going to play a good team, uh, one of the main factors of having a really good team is to have a really good point guard. And, uh, and so th- that's what we've got here tonight. Seems like you've seen a lot of teams already this year <laughs> where the guard line, you say that about, about, about every team you play. Yeah, on and I, I think that you know that's what's really uh, – important for us with the addition of McKay is that uh, it gives us another guy who can who can guard that point guard a few more fouls you know especially in the first half I think 
I hate to get you know the, your guy playing really aggressively with two fouls in the first half to pick up that third. It really slows him down in the second half. But um, you know, with now with Jasheer and McKay and and uh, and TJ, I think we can slow down these these point guards um, uh, at least to a point where we can control the game a little bit. One of the keys to your game has been great free throw shooting. The right guys taking them and making them. As a team, you're shooting 77 percent right now. Uh, that's going to win you a lot of games. Yeah, and we know that's a big part of, of how we score. And uh, we got to get to the line. The games that we've you know haven't done really well scoring the ball, we've we've come up short at the free throw line. Uh, I think we can get a lot better at our out of bounds under basket plays and score a little bit more on them. Our half court offense is pretty good uh, transition. I think we can get better in transition. I think that there's more opportunities out there for us to take advantage of. But uh, uh, the one thing that has been pretty consistent, if we get to the free throw line, we, we usually have a pretty good game. Nice to be in the white jerseys again. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been home, and, and this will be fun. This uh, Hopefully we get a nice crowd, a, a midweek game. But uh, I know our guys are excited about this new challenge, the opportunity of – I think we, I think we, you know, found a real identity to our group, and hopefully we can bring it home here and and uh, and uh, you know really execute this game plan tonight, and then we're out of the building again on Saturday. Yeah. So uh, enjoy it while we're here. It breaks up the in-state games, but you'll have as tough a challenge tonight as you will against anyone else you'll play. Yeah, absolutely, this this team is as talented as any of the four in-state teams that will play, as far as just player by player. Um, you know, and 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 you know, it's a it's a really important game for us. I mean, so many things rely on us being able to do what we did on the road and then come home and duplicate it here. All right, hope you have a good one tonight, Coach. Good luck, and we'll talk to you afterward. All right, thanks, Locker. That's Dave Rose, and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar Tip-Off show is coming up next, live from the Marriott Center on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Shot and score! Dalton Nixon! Right to the rim, This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery. The classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now, let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join Mark Durant, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from the Marriott Center in Provo, Utah. For BYU and Illinois State, the Redbirds ranked in the Ken Palm 125, top 125. BYU in the top 75 coming into tonight's game. It's another solid schedule game for the Cougars, whose only two losses are to two very good teams, UT Arlington and Alabama. Illinois State tonight facing its fourth top 75 team this season. The Redbirds are 1-2 and two so far in the previous three. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant with you courtside. Our statistician is Tanner Wilkinson. Jason Shepard's our studio host. Our control board operator is Carter Malloy. You are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio Sirius XM 143. Terrestrial flagship is KSL News Radio. We are also on network affiliates in Utah and Idaho and around the world online via BYURadio.org, BYUCougars.com, KSL.com, and the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, as well as the KSL and the TuneIn apps. Good to have you listening in tonight. We hope you enjoy our broadcast this evening. Well, Mark, uh, BYU's defensive efficiency number last season wasn't horrible. It was top 100, but too many times it seemed like uh, when BYU really needed a stop, it was it was tough to get one. Uh, and and 
when outscoring the opposition last year kind of seemed like the best option, sometimes the only option, the way they played. This year, BYU slowed the tempo on offense. They score less offensively, but they're, they've ratcheted up the the intensity defensively. And so far, the results, I think, are noticeable and sustainable. This has the making of a really good team on, on now both ends of the floor. Yeah, one of the reasons I'm so optimistic about this team is that they can play defense. And uh, years past, uh, you know, it hasn't been awful, I guess, but I've always felt like if we didn't play well offensively, we're going to lose. And now I feel like maybe we'll have a tough night offensively, but we'll still have a chance in the game. And I credit a lot of different things, uh, just kind of a focus on it to begin with and, and accountability. They're playing fundamentals. They're, they're, they're not helping as much. They've got better on-ball defense with Jasheer and McKay and uh, Zach Selyus. And everybody just seems to be doing a better job defensively. Now, that's not to say they're perfect. I mean, they, that Arlington game I thought was, was pretty bad defensively. And uh, then they went to Brooklyn in a good half against Alabama in the second half and a good half against UMass in the second half. But this past week, they finally put two games, 40 minutes of good defense and had some real success from it. So I'm hoping that will reinforce what they're trying to do, and that will be a real point of pride for this team. And if they can play good defense for 40 minutes, they're, they're going to be a very good team, regardless of what happens on the offensive end, which I, you know, we can talk about in a different way. But they're going to be in every game if they continue to play this kind of defense. All right, so when we come back to the Marriott Center, we'll hear from Illinois State head coach Dan Muller as the Cougars and Redbirds wage battle on this Wednesday night. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Raise it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. Right up, BYU and Illinois State tipping top of the hour. BYU 6-2 on the year. The Redbirds coming in 4-4. Four and four. Illinois State head coach Dan Muller lost four starters off of last season's 28-win team. But his new group has grown up in a hurry. New starters have played like veterans, uh, foremost among them. Keyshawn Evans at better than 20 points per game and better than 50% from the three-point line, and he shoots a lot of them. He's the outside threat, complemented by returning starter Phil Fain inside. Fain is averaging 17 points a game. I spoke with Coach Muller a short time ago about his team, and to get his read on tonight's meeting at the Marriott Center, he says yeah, it's a good game for both teams. There's no question. You know What Coach Rose has done here you know, from afar, so impressive, and I think every coach in the country admires the way he does it and the consistency that he does it with. Um, but I think it's two really good uh, programs at this level that can play on different coasts and, and have a chance to get a good win. Um, great place for us to play with the venue, the crowd, you know, a good team, and so we're excited about this opportunity. Challenging non-conference for you guys, and a nice way to help your new guys grow up in a hurry, right? It is, and we've been short-handed, so it's been tough. You know, we've been up and down, had some really good wins, kind of had one really bad loss, in my opinion. Um, but Charleston I th- Southern, yeah, yeah. And, and we shouldn't, you know, they're not no offense, Charleston Southern, but we shouldn't lose that game, especially at home. But I think we're growing, and I think we're growing because we're realizing that we've got some deficiencies, and guys had to grow up quickly because of our schedule. Now we want to win more games. Um, but, again, in my opinion, the best way to grow is to play tough teams, and that's what we've tried to do. You've come west twice, Pacific time zone, Reno, and now mountain time zone here in Provo, and that's challenging, too, for teams in your neck of the woods. It is. Back-to-back Wednesdays, tough academically. We missed a lot of class with our South Carolina Myrtle Beach tournament. And then these two uh, Wednesdays back-to-back. But our guys have handled it well. 
again, another way for our guys to grow and understand no excuses. You know, it doesn't matter what you feel like. You have enough in your body if your mind's right. But the biggest challenge is that we're playing a really good team tonight in, in, in BYU and a team that can beat you inside and out, a team that's playing very good basketball. Um, so that that's the that's the reason why it's the toughest is because the team we're playing. This game comes together when Coach Lacombe gets a hold of you, and, and you and Tim maybe go back a little ways. Yeah, he uh, was coaching, and we were in a tournament. I don't know how long ago it was. Um, shoot, five, six years ago. I can't remember. And, Puerto Rico? Uh, he, that, maybe that's yeah, what. I can't remember. You know, they I think all, he was at Utah at the time. He was at Utah yeah. for sure with, yeah. with, with Ray. And uh, got to know each other a little bit there, and it was nice that he reached out and you know reminded me of our meetings. Um and again, we're just glad we got this game. I think any time programs in these conferences can play each other, quality opponents at this level, it only helps your resume, gives you a chance, also helps you grow as a team. It's not P5 or Big 6 yeah. per se, but people who know basketball know it's a tough enough challenge to come into Provo and, and try and get out with a win. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Um, this is my first time here as a player or as a coach, and so I'm excited to play with the by far the biggest video board I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my house isn't that size. And the crowd, like I said. And so I um, always liked watching BYU play from afar on TV, the way they run their offense, you know, the way they execute. And to get a chance to come in here and compete is a great challenge for our program. And to have them come back next year, again, will be a terrific game. A couple of quick personnel notes. Did you expect Keyshawn Evans to be this good into uh, this early in this junior year? You know, to be honest, I did not. Um, not. No offense to Keyshawn. I didn't expect him to score this the way he has consistently as he has. You know, I know he's a great shooter. He's a great kid. He's a great worker. He actually tore his labrum, missed five months this summer. He, he didn't do anything for the whole summer. And so I thought that would set him back a little bit. But a credit to him, he came back, worked his butt off. And, I mean, he is playing as well as any, any guard in the country with unbelievable confidence. And the thing I like most about him is he's such a good kid and so even keel. You don't see any change with him at all in practice. He understands what he got, why he's playing this well and what he has to do to continue to play this well. Any generalities of the BYU scout? Oh, man. Rebounding for us is always an issue, number one. Uh, staying out of foul trouble is an issue for us. Getting a foul line is the strength of BYU. But guarding child's inside, you know, that's a... a Hopefully, we could be successful with it, and yet they have perimeter players that can beat you. So the inside-outside threat offensively is my biggest fear, um, in addition to getting in foul trouble and, and rebounding with them. You're more reliant on the threes than BYU is right now, at yeah. least. Yeah, we are, and, and, and with our injuries, we've got a seven-footer out that's probably starter, a 6-4 guard who I thought would be one of our best players who drives it. With our current personnel, we've got to shoot a lot of threes. And we have a number of good shooters shooting a good percentage. With a game like tonight, we're not going to hold BYU to 50 points. I'm not naive enough to think that we're going to have to make some shots, and we're going to have to make some threes. All right. Good talking to you. Thanks. Uh, good luck tonight. We look forward to getting to your place next year. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, that is Illinois State head coach Dan Muller. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. We have more BYU Hoops trivia for you tonight. Here is this evening's question. McKay Cannon is shooting a red-hot 67% from the field through his first two games as a Cougar, 75% in the three-point line. He's three of four. Uh, that number is likely not going to hold all year. If it does, that's great, right? But uh, it got me wondering, who holds the BYU single-season record for three-point percentage with a minimum of 35 threes made in a season? So roughly uh, one a game or thereabouts. The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Oswald drive it to give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. All right, so getting you set for BYU and Illinois State. First up, the answer in tonight's so You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. Who holds the single-season record for three-point percentage with a minimum of 35 threes made in the season? Mark, what do you think? Well, this is one we can count Danny Ainge out of because he didn't have the three-point shot. That but is correct. So, well, I'm thinking it's probably a guy that shot well but didn't shoot a lot. And the, the three-point guy that always comes to mind is Mike Rose. So I'm going to go with Mike Rose. Mike Rose is eighth on the single-season list. His best mark was uh, was 46.6%. Nathan Call. Nate Call. Nate Call. 52.9% made 45 of 85. I was, now, on, I was on my mission, so I didn't get yeah. to play with Nate, but that w- he would have been the funnest guy ever to play with, by the way. The guy second on the list is Zach Selyus. Zach Selyus' is freshman year, he made 68 threes, 50% on the year, 68 for 136. So shot a lot and made a lot, but Nate Call is your single-season record holder at at least 35 made threes per season. Our closing segment of the Cougar Tip-Off Show is coming up straight ahead on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls off. Touch pass, Celius, three. Got it! Zach Celius makes it a one-point game! Let's head back live to courtside. All right, to getting ready for BYU and Illinois State, let's pause now for our national anthem. River Rock Elementary School in tonight's National Anthem. Time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23000 for current ER wait times. And for BYU, the same two remain on the shelf. Ryan Andrus with some knee issues and... uh, Braden Shaw with an ankle injury from which he is recovering and should be back on the practice floor sometime soon. All right, tip-off is coming up with the starting lineup straight ahead. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.